0: My name is Kevin Tony, and this is the Uncommon Sense Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Uncommon Sense Podcast. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are. I did take a break after the Father's Day series. Uh, four episodes in one week as the first time I had done that, and I took a break. I'm grateful that the Father's Day series was received the way it was. I got a lot of great feedback from people who listened to the series and talked about, you know, how much they learned or how much they just enjoyed hearing, you know, these fathers talk about their experience and and what being a dad means to them. So thank you again to the guys that participated. Thank you to all the new listeners that have, have come on board as a result of the Father's Day series. So I appreciate having you here. Welcome. I hope you'll continue to stick around and and share the podcast with your family and friends uh, as I endeavor to kind of grow the listenership and uh, keep this train moving. So we took a break. We took our yearly family vacation. We just got back uh, 4th of July weekend. We went to Myrtle Beach, which is our annual family hangout that uh you know my wife and i've been been going there for for about 10 years now and we love myrtle beach a lot of you know great things to do a lot of good food a lot of great people we always run into some good people um make you know some great conversations with strangers and um we just we just love going there and it was this is the second year that we went for uh fourth of july weekend and I was just taking some time to think about what Fourth of July means to me now as an adult, as as opposed to, you know, how I felt about it over the years previously. And it definitely means something different to me now. And I feel like the Fourth of July is is one of those holidays that it means something different to everybody. And everybody feels a way about it. And that's that's perfectly fine for people to feel the way that they feel. Me, personally, I have come to appreciate what the 4th of July represents in terms of Independence Day. And it makes me, you know, look for the value in living in America and being an American citizen, born and raised here. And I start to think about, Uh, when I was, you know, kind of having a moment of reflection over the weekend, I I posted a video on Facebook and on Instagram. And I recalled a story from a few years back where I was in an Uber ride and my Uber driver was from Cameroon. And he and I got to talking and, and, you know, when he told me he was from another country, I asked him what made him move to America. And he shared with me that you know, he said, when my family and I lived in Cameroon, we used to look at America as the land flowing with milk and honey. And I said, well, now that you live here, what do you think about America? And he said, we've been here for five years now, and it's the best decision that I've ever made in my life for me and my family. And so I followed up that with the question, would you ever move back to Cameroon? And he said, no. Without hesitation, he said, no, I wouldn't. He said, I will go back to visit. He said, but America is home now. And to me, that, that said a lot. And it, it made me begin to think about the perspective of people who migrate to this country from, you know, other parts of the world. And there's a reason that people are trying to get into this country. There's a reason that people want to live in America. They want to be American citizens. It's a reason that hundreds of thousands of people come here legally and illegally. You know, whether, you know, you feel one way or another about it. America is just a desirable location for millions of people. And I don't think that the people that come here legally every year i don't think that they get enough appreciation enough respect they're constantly overshadowed by illegal immigrants coming over the border and uh i i think that there's a reason for that and for that reason i don't listen to people who are born and raised here who make comments and statements like, you know, I hate America or America's not great or it sucks living here and you know, America's a bad place and you know, I just I don't listen to that because to me those are people that are speaking from a place of privilege and to me I can I can, you know, make the safe bet that they've never been outside the country. I can also double down on that bet and say that They've probably never had a conversation with someone who immigrated here from another country and, you know, find out the circumstances under which they left their, you know, where they used to live to come to America for a better life or a better opportunity or what the Uber driver from Cameroon described as, you know, coming to the land of milk and honey. And I just I don't listen to that. I don't listen to people who talk about how they hate living here. I definitely don't listen to people who say that they're leaving America and they're going to live somewhere else because they never go. They never leave. They end up staying. It's just, you know, I kind of equate it to when my children don't get their way and they have a tantrum. Yeah, they're upset in the moment. They're emotional in the moment. And they, you know, they cry it out and, you know, whatever they got to do to get it out their system. And then they're fine and I think that these people have these knee-jerk reactions where something happens in society and it's automatically America's fault you know America is just this awful place not you know and not to mention that these same people will tell you that they love the city that they they're from you know they put on for Brooklyn they put on for Miami or they you know want to tell you how great it is living in Atlanta or LA is this just the bomb place to be or Houston wherever you're from if you love the city that you live in that's home you know to me it doesn't make sense for you how can you love the city you live in but you hate the country that the city you live in is located and i don't think people take the time to think about that and that's why i don't listen to them when they say they hate america i definitely don't listen to black people when they say that america's bad for black people uh black people need to leave America because they never offer up the lo- the location or the destination where black people are doing better or black people have better opportunities than they have in America. I mentioned this before in a previous podcast that you never hear anybody that makes those statements give an alternative solution. I haven't heard it. And I've been on the pages of these people who are quote unquote supposed to be the voices of the black community, they don't offer up a location to say, Hey, uh, black people, this is where we should be living. We should be moving to this country because, you know, the, the community, the, con- the continent, you know, the area, the land, all of this is, is very favorable for black people. The opportunities, I, I you never hear it. No one ever offers up that information. Because it's easy to bash America. One, because, you know, we have a problem in this country where everybody is just looking for something to be angry about. And and so when you don't know how to channel your emotions, you will, you know, kind of lower yourself to the most senseless and, you know, most just trivial arguments and just spout out something that you think people want to hear, you know, and it makes you feel good. But the 4th of July brings up a lot of sentiments for a lot of people. Like I said, it, it means something different to everybody. And I have friends that, you know, they don't particularly care to celebrate independence day because, you know, they'll, they'll make the argument that on July 4th, 1776, you know, slaves were not free. Slaves were still slaves. And they're absolutely right about that. And, you know, here's how I feel. Yes, you know, slavery is, you know, it's, it's probably quite literally the, the bedrock of atrocity in this country. It's the foundation. In my opinion, it was horrible. It was awful for black people back then. But my mentality is we are light years away from that now. America is not what it was. America had the sense to recognize that slavery was god-awful and they put a stop to it. You know, then you had the advent of Jim Crow and, you know, the Civil Rights Movement. You fast forward and, and America finally, you know, recognized that that was awful. Segregation was awful. And they, they made, they took steps to, to fix it. And my, you know, my my thinking is... America, for all of its flaws, like this place is not perfect. There's no such place that exists on Earth. America is not perfect, but she is perfect for me. Uh, we will never go back to Jim Crow. That civil rights and, you know, the fight, the struggle for equality in terms of, you know, being able to have a fair shake in in society uh that fight by and large is never coming back you know are there pockets around the country absolutely where you know you have to keep up you know that you know the fight for that there's resistance you know there are subsets of you know the population that would like to see integration come back or uh, segregation come back they don't think that integration was good for america you know there are small small groups of You know, black and white people, who think that we should be separated from each other, and and you even have, you know, small experiments around the country where you have people that are trying to reinstitute segregation under the guise of being woke, Uh, i.e., you know, a lot of these liberal colleges now that you know have allowed all black dormitories or you know they're sanctioning all black graduation ceremonies, you know, there's, you know, stories where, you know, people have ideas that maybe, you know, black kids would learn better if they were in a classroom with all black kids. You know, there was a story a couple of years ago where elementary school teacher thought it was a good idea or a principal was, they thought it was a good idea to separate the black and white students. And, you know, those, those pockets are out there. They think that they're doing social justice work you know when when they try to make make these steps and they're wrong nobody in america wants to see that type of division anymore nobody in america will ever want to see a white only restaurant or the colored section of a restaurant or black people at the back of public transportation it's never happening that stuff is never coming back but people feel that way because is popular to bash America because we've had, you know, a storied history. There is a lot that has happened, you know, in the 246 years that this country has existed and, you know, or, or longer. Uh, and it, it hasn't been good. It's, it's a lot that, you know, needs to be discussed. I believe, uh, for the sake of awareness. And I think that uh, America is not who she was by any stretch of the imagination. The upward upward mobility of America has has changed all of that and has leveled the playing field in so many degrees. You know, people have the opportunity to make their own path and shape it the way they want to. And Everybody who has that choice, the outcome that they, you know, get from that is theirs and theirs alone. You know, there is no I don't believe in the equality of outcomes for everybody. Uh, This whole idea of equity, just, you know, everybody deserves the same level of equity in this. And I don't believe in that. That's not what America was founded on. And it's not, you know, what created this country. And I think that it's easy for people to want to bash where they live and bash the country that they live in, not understanding, you know, how to channel their frustration. And most of them, if you really sit down and talk to them, they don't know why they're frustrated. And I think that there is I I said something to somebody this morning. I said, you know what, the fight for the soul of this country is real. And people are angry. There is this a lot of misconceptions. I think the media is to blame for a you know, the majority of why we feel why people feel the way that they do. You know, people are angry. They want something to be angry about. If it wasn't Donald Trump to be angry at him, now they're angry at the Supreme Court justices. They're angry because Roe v. Wade was turned over. You know, they're angry because there was a mass, you know, shooting on 4th of July, you know, the, the Uvalde shooting, all of these things. So now they're mad at gun owners. You know, people just, people are looking for a way to channel their frustration that they don't know why they have. And I think that that is the problem that speaks to, you know, the mental health of the citizens of this country. It's just easy. And I think, you know, we have a, we, we live in a time where, You know, everything American is under attack. You have these videos come out of, you know, teenage white kids who get uncomfortable when they walk through a neighborhood and see American flags, you know, on people's homes. Or they get triggered if they see an American flag bumper sticker or somebody who, you know, happens to love their country. You have people that, you know, all things that are American are under attack. You know, the school system, public schools, you know, are teaching that, you know, America is not so great under the guise of critical race theory, which is a crock of bullcrap. I I don't understand it. Um, And so we are going through a lot in this country, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. People don't know how to channel them. And so what do they do? They talk about how much they hate where they live. They hate this country. But you have a conversation with somebody who was not born and raised here, somebody who moved here for a better life, and just see what they say. Have a conversation with people who are from another country. Matter of fact, go and visit another place. Or go visit another country and see what it's like. You know, there are a lot of, you know, like I said, a lot of flaws a lot of things wrong with America. We have a lot of issues. But our issues are our own. I don't think that they're insurmountable. I think that, you know, people look at, you know, these certain institutions in this country, you know, they try to, you know, denigrate religion and Christianity in this country. And I heard somebody say recently that, If America would only return to a biblical worldview, which is what we've always had in this country up until about maybe 10 years ago, we've had pretty much a biblical worldview that has slowly eroded within the last 10 to 15 years because, you know, young people are growing up that have been conditioned to, you know, not kind of they don't they're moving away from church you know the uh people are going to church less and less you know the 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 population of christians in america is is in decline people are not showing up on sunday mornings the pandemic is giving people you know not the pandemic the lockdowns gave people an excuse to stay home from church and the morality of this country is just it's at an all-time low We have children under attack, you know, these this Pride Month we just got out of where, you know, there were these drag queen uh, hours with kids and they were just kind of pushing this notion that it's okay for kids to to dress up and drag young boys to dress up and drag. You have. You know, this issue with teachers, and I talked about this at length. If you go back and listen to the Kids Lives Matter, it was a two-part podcast that I did a couple of months ago. I talked at length about how these new teachers feel it's in their best interest to inject their personal lives, their personal opinions, their private, um, you know, the, the stuff that they do in private behind closed doors when they're not in the school system. They're personalized. It's important for them to inject that stuff into the curriculum and has nothing to do with whether these kids can read, write or are proficient in math, which most of these kids in America are not. But we definitely need to make sure that they know about sexuality and it's wrong. This these are the things that are leading us down the path of destruction in this country, the mentality where we feel the need to indoctrinate children and for those of you who don't believe that it's happening just hang around long enough open your eyes and look around and so I think you know what we have to do is I agree with that statement that we need to get back to a biblical worldview and that doesn't matter whether you're atheist whether you're spiritual or not whether you're Christian or Catholic whatever you identify as you know, even from an atheistic point of view, the moral code that you live by is based on biblical, um, biblical points, biblical foundation. It Whether you like it or not, you know, morality, you know, Dennis Prager, uh, he asked, uh, you know, he he made a statement several years ago. I heard it and he said, if God doesn't exist, then good and evil are just opinions. And so. When you think about that and you and you stop and take, you know, to just take a minute, you can look at how you feel about things that are happening in happening in society. And you understand that when something wrong happens, when a crime is committed, you know, when when there's an injustice, we have to have justice to, to balance the scale. That comes from a moral code of understanding right and wrong good and evil and all of that is rooted in biblical it's just it just is and so whether you want to subscribe to it or not that's a personal choice but as a community as a nation we have to return back to that where you know and understanding that 10-15 years ago America wasn't so bad everybody knew it everybody knew like as a kid you know growing up for me man fourth of july was we would go to my grandfather's house and he would fire up the grill in the backyard and it was inkster michigan and we would me and my sisters and you know my mom and dad and you know my grandfather would get a bag of crab legs that was a big deal uh on fourth of july because we knew we were having steak and crab legs and you know my uncle would barbecue ribs and bring them over and it was just a fun day and we would eat good we would wait for it to start to get dark and then my grandfather would get out the sparklers and the poppers and me and my sisters would run up and down the sidewalk with those sparklers and you couldn't tell us we weren't having the time of our lives you know the the people in the neighborhood would shoot off those uh fireworks you know and we were happy Nobody talked about hating living in this country. Everybody appreciated what they had. And when I hear people say they hate this country, America is not great. There's nothing to celebrate about America. That's privilege talking. Spoiled brat privilege. First world problems that are talking. And that's why I don't listen to you. And I won't even talk about celebrities that talk like that. Talk like that. I def, I don't listen to any. You know, celebrities just to me they're so. Most of them are so detached from reality, that, you know, their advice is not to be taken seriously at all. Uh most of them. There are some that that talk good and and have some sense, and you know who they are. But the majority of them, no. No, thank you. Just continue to entertain me. Continue to put out music that I like. Make movies that I like. Whatever it is that you do, just you know keep that up. And I'm not saying that they don't have an opinion, but for a celebrity to tell their fans and followers that they hate America and they're they're renouncing their citizenship, it's because you have the means to do so. So bye. I I don't I just don't listen. I don't listen to that. And so my message for this past, you know, 4th of July weekend to everybody was, it was simple. And that message is, it's okay to love where you live. It's okay to love America. Like I said, she's not perfect. But she's perfect for for me. There's no place else that I would want to live in the world. And that's coming from somebody that, you know, I can honestly say that I've never been out of the country. You know, growing up in Michigan, I don't really count Canada as traveling out of the country because it was, you know, right there. But I've never been out of the country. But I know enough and I've had enough conversations with people who have been out of the country, who have lived overseas, who left America and went to go live in another country for several years and then they came back you know to conversations with people who moved to this country from another country and now this is home and they don't want to go back to the country that they they were born in because they know how great it is here i know i i i have had enough conversations to know that i don't want to live anywhere else so the same way you love You know, the city you live in, it's okay to love America the same way. That's my message to everybody in this in this society, in this country, by and large. It is okay. There's nothing wrong with it. And I think that once we understand that and recognize that we'll be better off, a lot of that frustration will start to wane and, and, you know, people won't, you know, just be so uptight and feel the way that they do. I just think we need to we need to figure it out, and so um, <clears throat> I appreciate all the listeners. I appreciate you know the people that are taking this journey with me on the Uncommon Sense podcast. I just call it like I see it. You know, when I when I look at the news and I look at what's happening around society, you know, this is this is a sounding board for me to to, to get in here and talk about you know, how it affects me or the potential for it to affect, affect my family. You know, I'm raising my kids, my children, I'm raising them to love America, to love where they live and to not feel that, you know, America has somehow done some unseen or unknown wrong to them. Because that hasn't been my story. It hasn't been their grandparents' story. It hasn't been their mother's story. You know, it just hasn't. And at 43 years old, maybe I haven't lived long enough. I, I say that often. Maybe I haven't lived long enough. But I think that I've I've seen quite enough. And I've been around. I've seen a lot of things in my lifetime. And I know enough to know that America is just right for me. And I love living here. And it's okay for you to feel that way too. And so um, with that... I'll wrap up today's podcast. If you have any questions, you can send me an email at UncommonSenseWithKT at gmail.com. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review and a, a rating. You know, all feedback is good feedback, and I appreciate all of it. And uh, so now that, you know, we're back from break, I'm going to get back on a regular schedule. I do have some more guests that I've been talking to that are, you know, I'm trying to get scheduled to come back on and you know kind of keep some more interesting conversations coming so things are coming down the pipeline and uh i appreciate all of you and remember no matter where you are common sense is uncommon god bless